0: I come from Orange County, New York, which is kind of fun to do when you're at an international convention, you say Orange County, and they all think Los Angeles or or L.A., and I even went to the L.A. birthday party, and it's fun there to say Orange County, New York. (laughs) Um, I came into my current trip in O.A. started in November of 2014, which means I've been around the rooms three months three three years and 11 months. My current abstinence is three years and five months. You know how, when you ask a three or four year old how old they are, they'll tell you three and a half or three and three quarters? So I figured I could do that, okay? Um, I came into, uh, let's see, I came in actually at about 190. I'm four, I'm five two now. I used to be five four. Um, and, but about 10 years prior to that, I was 264, so I really am a 100 pounder, because I finally got down to, I actually got down to 145, or 143, and, um, through life, although not losing abstinence, I have put some weight back on, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I'm 70 one years old, almost 72. Um, I will tell you that I came into AA recovery 33 years ago, and I'm in better shape now physically than I was then, or than I had been before in my life. Um, I was born in Westchester, New York, Bedford actually, and I was born a 10-month baby at over 10 pounds, and they brought me home from the hospital eating solid food, bananas was all over. The first two and a half, three years of my life I was known as Wendy um, and that was before my sister came on board or arrived and my mother, as a matter of fact, suffered through three um, miscarriages. One before me, one after me, and one after my sister, which they never talked about, so I know that was part of it. Mother from about the age of two and a half or three which, that's why I now know, and that's when I was known as Wendy, and also at that point I started to be called Wu, Wu which is my initials for my maiden name. Uh, my maiden name is, first name is Wilmoth. my maiden name was Yulendal, and uh, I later got married to a gentleman whose name, last name began with P. So I tell people that I didn't, I was Wu, I'm Wu because I taught computers for a while, and I um, I'd introduce myself I'd write my name down there and I'd say, People always oh, want to ask me where the name Woo comes from. And it comes from my initials for my maiden name. And when I got married, I didn't want to become Whoop, so I stayed Wu. My maiden name of Wilmuth I used for more formal things. And the reason I mention that is that plays in a little bit later. But at about the same time that my sister was born, my mother started telling me, Wu, if you eat that cookie, you're gonna hate me when you grow up. My father's line to me was, whoa, stop being so bossy. It took until the year before he died, when I was about 38 years old, or I was about a year into recovery in AA, to realize that when he was saying that, because it was still a line, because I hadn't stopped being bossy, I, it, which by the way made it very difficult for me to be a manager in any sort, he meant being a butt-in-skin and a know-it-all. It was miscommunication. It's interesting how something can miscommunicate all your life and create all sorts of problems. But I had these messages from my mother, you know, stop this. I started doing diets very young. I can remember the doctor, mother, one of mother's stories is that uh, when I was eight years old, she took me to the doctor and the doctor said, don't worry about it now, wait until she hits puberty or wait until she's a little bit young older. She didn't pay any attention. When I was about 12 or 13, um, which was when I suppose I hit puberty, Uh, Diet pills are starting to come out, so not only had had I been a a polio pioneer in first grade, but I became a tester for some of the diet pills when I was 12 or 13, because the doctor wanted to help me out. Uh, I can remember going away to camp, Uh, well I can remember having to get a dress for my godmother's daughter's wedding. And mother's saying, "Well, we'll have to go to the same area where Granny Ullandale gets her clothes, because nothing will fit you, in girls or misses or whatever. You will have to go to larger, and um, they're only dark clothes and not pretty clothes like you'd like. And I was told from early on, you know, there won't be, you won't be able to date, you won't be able to meet men, you won't be able to have jobs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When I was about." 12, 11 or 12, we clipped out of a newspaper an article which had a picture of Miss Teen, very pretty blonde, with blue eyes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and we stapled it to my bulletin board because that's what I was supposed to look at like when I was 16. It didn't work. Also, at that same time, when I went into 7th grade, I went from a small elementary school to a consolidated high school, and we had a new neighbor on the end of the block and I went from a class of maybe 50 between two classes a grade of 250 to 250. And he was new to town, so he decided he needed to be part of the in-group. So he made me one of the four gals that were absolutely the out-group. So from 7th grade through 12th grade, I was bullied for my weight. We never called it that. My mother had been a stay-at-home mom, but she took sense she did the census one year so she could Earned some money so that I could go away to camp because it had been so bad for me growing up and being you know fatty fatty two by four all that kind of stuff uh, again although I don't know it was on, I think it was when I went back to be a camp counselor a few years I did that for two summers I went back to be a camp counselor a few years later and we had to go to the men's department to get me white shorts I remember these things you know I can remember eating this my sister And I don't know whether or not she, I haven't been in touch with her really, and I don't know whether or not she ever dealt with the, I think she has some food issues because she spit up all the time, is what we used to call it. And she would say, oh, let's have such and such. So we would both have such and such. And then she would go and get rid of it. And I remember being very jealous of that. I mean, that's another whole piece of of losing weight, or not losing weight, or not doing it healthily. in 1970, I began to have a job, which I went in to work for a congressman. And I worked for various political figures, including a congressman, a lieutenant governor, state senate minority leader in New York State, uh, for the next 15 years. And that became a new compulsion and addiction in my life. Um, at the age of 16, by the way, I served my first drink. My mother was a social hawk. Her mother had been on the hay diet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Her mother always did calisthenics, or what was it? I think she called it calisthenics. Every morning she did some exercise and stuff like that. And I can remember doing—I remember doing the bridge with her and stuff like that, you know. And she would always say to me, "Count your bite, eat, chew your food 20 times," you know, all these different suggestions. Because throughout, you know, Dad would pay me off. You know, there'd be goals for me. You know, if you lose the weight, you'll get such and such. And there were a lot of inherent promises with if you lose the weight, you know, you won't find anybody, you, nobody will marry you, you won't date, et cetera, et cetera, if you don't lose the weight. But there's a promise on the other side of that, which is if I do lose the weight, the man on the white horse will appear, et cetera, et cetera. I will get the job. By the way, before I got the job in politics, I was looking for a job. I went to work. I went to for, for an interview with Ma Bell. Do you know, in those days, they were able not to hire me because I weighed too much according to the Metropolitan Life Insurance uh, chart. I was about 200 or so. I stayed at 194 for a lot of years, a lot of years. Um, Anyway, going forward, so I got into politics and it became something new that I could live and ignore ignore who I was, et cetera, et cetera. Mother used to tell me, when you get dressed in the morning, do the very best you can in your bedroom and then forget what you look like when you walk out. That's a nice message to tell people, right? <laughs> so, anyway, so I came through, I did all this. Never dated, never went to the proms, never did anything like that, etc., etc. And I also learned perfectionism because I was never good enough. And maybe if I did this right. Recently, a therapist said to me not so, a while ago, she said, uh, you're looking, for, you're looking for approval. I said, no, I don't. And through OA, I found out, I am terrified of disapproval. I'm worried about disapproval. Just in the last couple of weeks, I realized that I don't look for approval because I never deserve it. I would never get it, so why look for it? I sabotage my. I still will sabotage. Anyway, so I came into, I, then I bottomed out, work, a workaholic, et cetera, et cetera. I talk about myself as having, being an octopus with a lot of arms for my disease, food, work. Alcohol, whatever I can use to escape with. I came into AA hearing about an idea of 90 and 90. Didn't want to do that, you know. Da, 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 da. So I came in, and one of the things, though, I did when I got into that program, I decided. Oh, I did get weighed when I went to the doctor, and the doctor wouldn't tell me how much I weighed at that point. But I was given a goal of 170. He said, at some point, I don't want you to worry about it now, but at some point, I'd like to see it 170. I was in 1985. Um, so one of the things I did do though was I decided not to eat any of the sweets at meetings thank God because I didn't do that um so I continued in that program in 88 I tried OA for the first time and at that point um, I did okay for a while and as a matter of fact uh, 16 18 months later the man in my life appeared and I got married a year and a half later I got married in um, 91, and at 91 I was down to about a size 12 in 1991, and then I can remember hearing on TV an ad, which was for some kind of a diet club or something like that, and they were comparing. They were saying, well, if you're, uh, you know, these men who come in, they have 54 inch waists, and women who are a size 12. No shit. Pardon my language. I've just worked so hard to get down to a size 12. The wedding dress was a 12, et cetera, et cetera. A year later, oh, i got to tell you, I did some OA for a while with a sponsor, with a food plan, although I ate the same thing all the time, et cetera, et cetera. I don't remember doing much in steps. I was doing like one meeting a week. At that meeting, at those meetings, at that point, I learned that my mother and I had been in battle over my food for every single bite I ever ate. I also learned that the most intimate relationship I will ever have is between myself and my food. Okay? And what I eat. So I learned that. I also learned about the idea that I can be black and white with sugar. Because one of the things about OA, as you all know, is it's very hard to be quote unquote black and white as to whether I'm absent or not. Because i got to eat every day. so. Anyway, so going forward, so I did that, so I, I'm at, I hear this advertisement on TV, they're comparing me to a 54 inch waist, and I walked into actually, an, oh, I went to, I didn't continue with OA, and part of it was, my husband lived up in Rockland, I was way out on the end of Long Island, the meeting I was going to was on Saturday, Only some weekends, so, geographically undesirable relationship, what do I want? This man who's appeared in my life? Or OA, oh I can do it myself, right? So, size 12 when we get married, a year later, size 22, Mm -hmm. okay? So, I went back to OA, and this time, when I had opened up my mouth in a meeting, program falls out, and you would say to me, oh, you know what you're talking about. And my disease would say, yes, yes, yes. 12 steps, programs, slogans, all the rest of it. I sounded good, et cetera, et cetera. And that was one of my big things that kept me out, okay? Then, okay, so fast forward. My mother dies in 2000, just before Um, 9-11. Mother's Day the next year, I'm up to 264. I can't wear the extender belt. I had to put on the extender belt in the airplane. So, with my stepdaughter, I started doing a program, a diet, lots no carbs basically. And started to go down from 264. Um lots of things happened. Uh December, uh, February, actually January of 2011, I hit 170. I had reached that goal 26 25 and a half years later. I left my husband two m- a month or so later. It was a very abusive and bullying situation, which I didn't realize at that point. I finally had gotten it. I'd been with him for 22 years. Um, that spring, I was with a friend of mine trying on some clothes, and I had no idea at all what size I was or anything else. I said, I'm free to be me. I had no idea who I was. I stayed off sugar. I stayed at that 170 for 11 months. I picked up sugar, or I stayed where I was, was, what I was doing. Picked up sugar. Eight months later, 40 pounds later, I finally get to put the sugar down. That's important. That's 212. 213, I went away to a spa ranch. I started to lose some more weight. It took me quite a while to lose the weight. Uh, 214, uh, November 214, I come into OA because my therapist suggests that maybe I can ask for help that way, okay? Which I did. I picked up sugar, I did the first first 90 days perfectly, textbook perfect, everything was very very rigid and that's one of the things I want to talk about. Coming in from black and white, it was very rigid for me, I had all these, and one of the first things my sponsor had me do was write down uh, my binge foods, write down my my behaviors that were wrong or a problem, my alcohol foods, behaviors like talking, like when I get on the phone, like when I'm standing up eating, when I walk in the house reaching for something to eat, basically. And also, the day before I came into OA, I was going to a meeting, and I heated up some soup. And I had just done work, some work on the fourth step. I had just said to myself, you're, very an- you're a very angry woman. I took two sips of the soup, and the anger was gone. Mm-hmm. So it was a gift from my higher power. This divorce took me seven years to go through. Seven years, the trial finally ended. It took 10 months for the, for the divorce. One of the things I got, I got abstinence and I stayed abstinent from that, so 90 days I was perfect, 89 days I kind of slid away, the 89th day I picked up sugar again. The next morning I was back like crazy. And then I said, okay, what was the difference? Because I was making my phone calls, not only did they have me make up those lists, they also had me do a history, they had my first sponsor had me start to write on for today. I got she was my temporary sponsor I said I'll get you started found another gal that kind of worked for a while although she was really very busy but we started to do paragraphs in, in the big book then I picked up then I was traveling et etc cetera, et cetera, 89 days I'm not able to reach her as much etc cetera, etc cetera. I picked up sugar then I said oh my god what do I have to what can I do to make it a two-headed octopus not only the alcoholism but I gotta make the food as important and I realized for me What had helped me to get that I had a serious disease was listening to people. So I started to listen to podcasts. Then I got turned on to phone meetings because I still could only do two or three meetings where I was because we didn't have that many. I started to work the program better. I started, I got a new sponsor, worked that, also lightened up on my abstinence a bit, on what it was, my definition of it. My abstinence today is Three meals a day, one or two snacks, no uh, recreational sugar, and I write my food down every single day. I have a food plan which has things like don't eat standing up, um, certain other foods. I try to you know I do send my food to my sponsor ninety percent of the time ahead of time it's all these things. I was told when I came in that I could they 'd love me until I could love myself, but I also heard early on act as if. And I knew immediately that second day, that second meeting I came to, that I had to unlearn how to act as it. Until I put down my sugar and got abstinence, which was 30 years later, I could not get beyond those masks. One of the things abstinence has given me is the ability to get the, that poison that's in my gut. That it turns out was messages from my husband, messages from my mother, um, other people. Then I realized recently that I thought that message was, just a sec, I thought that message was, you're a fat slob, slovenly in all your affairs. Which I don't like to repeat, but that's the message I had inside of me. I realized just this last week or so, that really what it is, is going back to, I said earlier, you love me until I can love myself. I really, underneath it all, the thing I was so scared to see, or didn't want anybody else to see was, I really believed to the tips of my toes that I was unlovable. And I'm working on getting rid of that. And today, I can tell you, with the help of the steps, with the help of my sponsor, with working the program, working all these avenues, I can stand here and tell you I'm Wendy Wu Wilmoth, standing tall, living my life as God wants me to. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now I'll
1: give you Chalice. Thank you so much, Lily. I am Shalice, a compulsive eater from Texas. Hi, Shalice. And um, yeah, Texas. Well, Texas. <laughs> Texas. love it, Texas. Funny story, though, my birth in OA happened in Bangor, Maine. And so um, Region 6 is my OA birthplace. Uh, I have been in program for four years, maintaining a 70-pound weight loss. Mm. And I'm um, so grateful today to not only be free of the food, but to be free of Fear as well, and that's really what's, when, when when I put the food down, that's what was left, was the fear. And so, um, a little bit about me, I grew up, I actually was born in Southern Idaho, mm-hmm. and um, to, I, the fourth of nine children, two um, uh, wonderful parents. My father's a professional artist, and my mother is an amazing woman who decided she wanted to homeschool all of her children. And so, I was a homeschooled child, and I'm um, grateful for what the, my parents did for me. From early on, um, I, I had a problem with food. There was never enough. And I thought it was because there were nine children, and it was always like, you can only have da, 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 this many, you know, whatever it was. And so I found myself sneaking food. I found myself, um, when there was a, a good quantity, that I would feed myself until I was sick. And... Um, Uh, Going to grandparents uh, had some wonderful grandparents in Utah So it was like a three or four hour drive and we'd go visit them a couple times a year and It was a heyday at their house because they always had plenty of food and and that was how we showed love in our family was Mm -hmm. with food And so I would remember that I would just I mean I, I remember sitting and just eating eating until I was sick and then a few hours later coming back to the fridge sneaking up you know making sure that I was very careful about how I did it so nobody knew that that's what I was doing. And I'm sure they did. But um, uh, I remember having feelings of uh, fear of not being good enough. I'm 11 months younger than my my older sister. We were really close. Um, good, good friends. She was the pretty skinny one. And uh, I, in my mind. Um, and I, so I, because I believed that I wasn't what she was and I wanted to be what she was, I believed that I was less than she was, that I would overcompensate by being the best cook and feeding up people food or being the most talented or being the most outgoing. And so I felt, always felt like I had to prove myself to other people to be good enough. But unfortunately, because of my disease, there isn't enough. You know, it, enough is a moving target for me because I would reach what I thought was enough and it wasn't enough anymore. And I'm not just talking about the food here. I'm talking about, you know, my achievements. I'm talking about, um, you know, just good enough. Just, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't possible. Um, my, I, um, to later on in life, it's it's hard to condense your 38-year story into five minutes, but I'll do my best. <laughs> so, um, I I experienced um, in my teenage years, um, you know, binging episodes. Didn't purge, but would purge through exercise sometimes. But always had a hard time maintaining a, a healthy body weight. I, mean, I don't think I ever had a healthy body weight growing up. I think I went from like 80 pounds to over. 150, you know, and, and at my top weight was close to 200 pounds. Um, but I remember one time driving from my family moved to Arizona from Idaho, and we would we would go to Utah to visit grandparents, and there's like a 12-hour drive, and I would binge that whole drive. And of course, it was the sugar, flour, whatnot. And I remember driving with my sisters one time. I was like 18, sisters and a cousin, and we made this drive binging. And when we got to Arizona, I had the most major meltdown. Like, just absolutely crying and just a mess, like panic attack. And I just didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, and it scared my sister. And, um, you know, I experienced a lot of different panic attacks and things throughout my, my life. And um, it was scary for me. Fast forward, got married to a wonderful guy. Um, we moved 14 times in our first eight years of marriage, or something like that. And um, you know, he was a nurse, so we did travel nursing, and then decided to go to grad school in West Virginia. And um, I got on the diet wagon and was, you know, doing okay for a while, and, and um, uh, but was still just a mess. just total mess emotionally because there was so much going on in my life that I couldn't I couldn't manage and I had three little girls husband that was gone all the time and so it was I just I couldn't do it you know I just couldn't manage it so my weight again ballooned ballooned up you know I lost 40 pounds on a certain program and then I gained 50 you know after I was like I got this Um, and then my husband after grad school my husband um, promised to move me back as close to my family as possible they live in Arizona And he found a job in Maine. (laughs) And I was so angry for so long because I was like, listen God, I've been such a good wife. I deserve to go back close to my family. And um, obviously had other plans and I'm so grateful that his plans are better than mine and he knows knows better than I do. Um, So we moved to Maine, um, discovered that uh, a, a close family member revealed that they had an addiction and and, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. I didn't know, you know. I grew up in a very religious home. Didn't use drugs, alcohol, tobacco, tea, any of that stuff. So I was like, you know, and this person was also in, in this religion, and and so I started to just do a ton of re- research, reading tons of books on addiction because I didn't know anything about it. And so one day I was reading about the addiction cycle, and all of a sudden, because you know I was studying about this family member's or this close person's addiction, and all of a sudden I wasn't reading about their addiction, I was reading about mine and my relationship to food and I was like, oh my word, I'm an addict. So immediately went to an OA meeting, you know, went online, did a little research um, and happened to find uh, an OA meeting close to me, went to it. It wasn't exactly what I was looking for and I kind of was disappointed. And as I was leaving, one of the people in the meeting was like, have you heard about the Sunday big book meeting? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. I don't even know what, I don't even know what a big book is. Is it like, I, I don't know. So, so they're like, okay, you gotta go to this meeting. It's so good. And so I did. And I walked into this room and these people had what I wanted many of these people had what I wanted. They had the physical recovery, and they also had something that I didn't know about, which was the spiritual recovery. I could see it, but I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what it was. But it was just like, yes, that's what I'm looking for. And so um, after a couple of weeks, I found a sponsor, uh, because they say look for someone who has what you want and ask them how they're doing it. And so I found someone that had what I wanted, and she agreed to take me on and took me through the steps um, for the first time and um, got me abs- helped me to become abstinent. She can't, a sponsor can't get me abstinent, a sponsor can't get you abstinent. She helped guide me to abstinence and to a higher power. And then we moved to Texas mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. three years later and um, we had worked the steps and everything and um, in Texas I kind of had, kind of just, started a little bit with my first sponsor, and I was like, "I need a change. I feel like I'm kind of slipping back." And so, I knew someone else from a retreat that I'd gone to in Maine. That was from Boston, and I called her up and I like, "Will you be my sponsor?" And she said yes. And she's taking me through the steps again. I'm getting something totally different than I got the first time. Um, and I had what I had then was what I needed then, and what I have now is what I need now. Um, but for me. Coming into the rooms, I wanted to talk about the problem because when I came into the room for the first time, I thought the problem was food. The problem is not food. The solution was food that I had lots, you know, I I didn't know how to manage life, so I coped with the inability to manage life with using food. I numbed it up, I numbed the feelings because I have these feelings, irritability, discontent, uh, anger, uh, fear, fear is like, can you read it? <laughs> like, it's on my forehead, you know? Like, I am just a person that has experiences a lot of fear and so I was like, that's a bad feeling. Must cover with food, you know? And it would work for a while and then um, it didn't work anymore and so I'd have to have more and more and more and more. And um, turns out that, you know, I thought the food was the problem and a diet was the solution. It's not for me. Powerlessness over the food is the problem, and power, higher power, someone greater, something greater than myself is the solution. And um, uh, my sponsor doesn't have all the answers, but she has the solution, and she guides me back to that every single time. You know, so if, if I could answer any of the questions that I wanted to know, here are all the questions that I wanted to know when I came into program as a newcomer. How does the program work? the program doesn't work. I work the program. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't work the program by myself. Um, I read, I I saw this meme on Facebook and it said, I read a hundred self-help books and stayed sick. I read one help others book and got well. Mm -hmm. And I love that because that's really what this program is about. It's about helping others Mm -hmm. and it's about, um, getting outside of yourself and, and, um, I find more joy and fulfillment in in helping people find the solution um, than I have ever found anywhere, and enough I know what enough is, and when I forget because I do every day, you know because I go back into not enough, whatever it is you know and but now the solution is God is enough, he knows you know God God whatever you know for me. God is part, part what I grew up with and part what I've gained in program. Um, you know, I carried that God that I grew up with with me. However, that God is not the same God that I know today because it, it, this God evolves for me every day. And, and um, I, I, I use the word God, truth, and reality. That is my God, reality which is something that I was not acquainted with until I started working the steps. The steps help me see who I am, they help me see things, they, they help me see who you are, and um, they, help me, to, um, they help, me, help me to be a better person. So how does the program work? It doesn't work, I work the program with the help of a sponsor. How do I find a sponsor? What is a sponsor? What are they supposed to do? Look for someone who has what you want and find out how they're doing it. Okay, the person that I want to sponsor me isn't sponsoring. What do I do then? Then you ask them anyway. They don't raise their hand in the meeting. You know, when they say, okay, any available sponsors, they don't raise their hand. And you're like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I can't have the one that I want, then I'm just going to, you know, go ask them anyway. Say, I love, I want what you have. Okay, they may say, I don't have any space right now, but I know someone, or um, let me help you get started, or um, let me direct you to a place where you can find sponsors because there are always available sponsors. To stay sick, there that excuse, sorry, there aren't any sponsors, go ahead and use that excuse, but you're missing out on something pretty freaking awesome. Um, so, finding a sponsor. Again, there's always an available sponsor. Um, food plan. Where's the food plan of choice? You know, where's the, 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 the perfect food plan that is going to get me well? There isn't one. There is not a perfect food plan. My sponsor helped me to come up with a food plan that works for me, it's very close to what she does but it's not the same as her, because I am not the same as her. She, um, we cut to the chase. It wasn't a, she didn't say, list your binge foods. She's like, listen honey, here's a food plan. And, she is from Boston. So, listen honey, there's a food plan. Follow this, (laughs) let's try this out. And and so we did, but we tweaked it. And then I find also, you know, abstinence, we think of, when I came into programs like, not sugar or flour, I'm not eating sugar or flour, but it's a lot bigger than that. Like there's for me, there are certain abstinent foods that I cannot touch. Nut butters, I cannot mm-hmm. have nut butter because I, it calls to me. I cannot have bananas because they call to me. Um, and so with, with, with her help, we found a balance and I am never hungry. Oh my gosh isn't a diet because I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna be starving all the time thank you um I am never hungry and I do not have cravings this is something that I did not even think was possible to not have a craving it's possible to not have cravings and when I feel like there's a craving then I go oh there's work that needs to be done because I wanted to cover it up with food so we go straight to step work Uh, so food plan there isn't a perfect food plan just work with, find a sponsor, have them help you everybody's going to do it different some people nobody does it the same Um, but abstinence is just awesome I love being abstinent and I love walking down the grocery store aisles where the binge foods are and they're silent and I just remember like the first time walking down an aisle and just being in absolute tears, I'm sure that the people coming this way were like, "What is our deal?" <laughs> you know, but I was like, "These foods are not calling to me. I don't want them. I don't need them." Um, what I heard someone in a podcast say one time: the the um, program, the steps, as they're laid out in the big book give us the same effect of the food as the food does without the devastating side effects. Mm-hmm. And I can attest to this, that this is absolutely true, that that the, those, the relief from the pain and fear and all that stuff, is it comes as a result of a closer relationship with God and higher power. Um, and for me, just, I just blanked out. I must be close to time. <laughs> um, I, I am just so grateful for this program and that uh, that I have a place to go. That That fear, anger, resentment, worry, those are not bad feelings anymore. Those actually, when those come up in me, they're like something that I'm thinking and believing needs to be looked at and turned around because it's backwards in my head. And so that's what it is like, oh, Oh no fear what do I do with that and I it's like oh hey there's fear again what's going on and so I know what to do with it now because I have someone to help me but I could not do this by myself um, and thank you so much for letting me share I love newcomers come talk to me afterward I'll show you pictures and you can see what I was like before again the weight loss is not the best part of this program for me the weight loss is a an awesome side effect of working the steps and be, being abstinent, but it's not the best part. The freedom from the fear, the freedom from, again, needing to, to uh, cover it up with food uh, is, is, for me, the best part. So with that, we will turn the time over to you. Do, we, do I read this part? Yes, here, okay,
2: um, thank you, thank you so much.
1: Um, okay, this, this workshop will end at 12 p.m. We will now open the floor for sharing for three-minute pitches. The timer will signal you when you have one minute left. Now, I won't put you on the spot, but if you want to share, I'm happy to time as well. So uh, thank you, Kitty, for sharing, for uh, timing. Uh, The timer will signal you when you have one minute left. If you would like to share, come to the front of the room and form form a line to the right. Uh, You must sign the release form before you speak. Step up to the microphone and introduce yourself. Tell where you are from and how long you have been in OA. We would like to remind OA members who are in our fellowship to speak only to your personal uh, recovery in OA. Uh, please please stick to the topic of this meeting. For those who have arrived late, the topic uh, of this workshop is newcomers. The meeting is now open for sharing. And you're welcome to use a fictitious name if you want because this is being recorded. Mm-hmm.
3: Hello, uh, I'm Jane, and I'm a compulsive eater. Um, hi, I'm from New York, um, and I just wanted to thank you for your uh, qualifications, and to say that I've been in program 20 years, but I find I still call myself a newcomer because every day is a new day And um, every day has its challenges. As long as I look at program as something that is fresh and new and change my perspective according to program, I'm all right. It's when I get sloppy and I leave program by the wayside that I I really struggle. And I was uh, in program 15 years. before I had the courage to get my first sponsor. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent 15 years in relapse and recovery, and if they were giving out degrees for uh, relapse, I would be a PhD. Um, But for me, it has made all the difference to have a sponsor. It has made all the difference to have meetings as part of my life. And when I can't get to a meeting, I have the tools of literature, phone meetings. I have probably a hundred uh, phone numbers in my uh, phone that say OA so I can make outreach and really there's no excuse. If if I'm struggling, I have an incredible sponsor and I can text her. I'm really having a hard time and she gets back back to me. She's a hundred pound winner herself and and she had what I wanted and I had the courage to ask her and that's the bottom line that, that, that you know, it, you may get a sponsor. I had several sponsors that uh, I went through, thank you, that I went through that it was not an easy thing and it didn't work out for one reason or the other. But I had to keep trying, I had to keep exercising my, my thoughts on what I needed. Um, and that was the bottom line. My my sponsor has said to me the way that I go to the gym is I set my clothes up the night before Mm -hmm. and by the time I am on my way to the gym at six o'clock in the morning with my clothes on I haven't had a chance to make a decision Mm -hmm. otherwise Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it is for me that I have to I have to go and I have to before I give it a second thought so I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you all for being here.
4: Hi, I'm Kirsten. I'm recovering in this program. Hi, Kirsten. I have been in OA for 21 years, and I am a newcomer every day. Um, And I really wanted to speak today because I'm so grateful to both of you for everything you said. But um, mostly I am here at this convention because um, I am newly suffering from anterograde amnesia for many reasons. I've had a lot of neurosurgery, and um, part of <clears throat> the problem with that is um, remembering my place in these rooms. Um, and what I find miraculous is just the simple fact of continuing to come back has allowed me to remember in here instead of in here. This doesn't really work for me. Um, but. Um, a connection to HP which I heard so strongly from both of you um, is not something I lose um, and I believe that that's because every morning for years and years and years when the seven fifteen a.m. meeting came around and I didn't want to get out of bed that's when I got out of bed and I showed up and I didn't always want to share I didn't always want to hear about God because um, that was my mom's shtick, that God was evil and we should not be listening to people who have religion. Um, I was allowed to let go of all of that. I was allowed to let go of my disbelief and my lack of faith. And, um, I got to let other people love me when I didn't love myself. And today my world is so much bigger. And, uh, what I'm losing and what I've lost doesn't matter to me anymore because the love never goes. Thank you. Um, And I guess that's all I wanted to say except that uh, faith is everything to me today.
5: And uh, thank Thank you. Uh, I'm Katie, a Compulsible Reader. Uh, I am a newcomer. I've been in program since January of this year. Uh, um, and Today is 116 days abstinent. Uh, 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 the biggest reason why I wanted to come to OA is I just turned 30 four weeks ago and I didn't want to go into my 30s carrying the same weight, same pain same emotional struggles and everything uh, into my 30s. I don't have a family, I don't have a husband or boyfriend or anything, so I thought now's a really, really great time to work on me. I actually kicked a boyfriend to the curb, um, courtesy of the Courage coming from this program. Um, the I wanted to come a few years ago, but I had a, a bit of a, a struggle with the whole the God aspect, and I actually um, wrote a not so gentle email to the info contact line through OA.org basically debunking the whole don't tell me you're not religious thing because God is mentioned in every other freaking step and you can't tell me otherwise Um, but then years later I decided it was time to come and um, I was I was really reluctant to do step two, step three, it's been really hard I'm in step four right now and that's not easy either but This time when I rolled around, I knew that when I started there was no turning back, that this was going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. And I think that's what helped keep me here, is knowing that I can't take a break. So, so far, touch wood, um, I haven't felt the need to want to leave yet. I know it's a possibility um, in the future that it might happen. Uh, Regarding sponsorship as well, so my sponsor, my second one, was somebody I chose. The first one kind of approached me didn't really pan out into anything that um, was working for me so much. I I didn't really understand the program at all. But my current sponsor helped me realize a few very, very important things. One was, um, I have anxiety. I've been living with that for a very long time, and I didn't know that. So being able to recognize that in real time is freeing. Um, That I was also neglected as a child. I'm currently trying to figure out if that stems back to being neglected as a baby, which is why I was obsessed with food from as little as I could Get my hands on it. Um, and there was a third point, but I'm struggling to remember what that one is. But if you're having ap- any apprehensions about a sponsor, don't have one, you're not sure about it, just feel in your heart go to who you want to be with. They will help shed the light on what it is you're looking for. And I am living proof that this works because I I needed it to, and more important, I'm willing and I wanted it to. So you can too. Just you got to
2: believe yourself. Hi, my name is Ruth, I'm from Montreal. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I am so grateful for this program, and this is why I'm here. Um, I've only been in the program since May of this year. And um, I'm only two months absent. I've had a, a sponsor after one month. I recall uh, what how I found program was on uh, Facebook. Somebody put on an ad, Uh, Please help me. My mom is a diabetic and she's constantly eating sugar and I want my mom around and I have three kids and I'm thinking oh my god like this is me I'm 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 gonna have diabetes because I am a sugar addict and I want to be around so Somebody uh, put in the comments tell your mom to join OA and so (laughs) there. that 's where I went to do my research, and I went into the rooms and at first i I just i couldn 't believe I was praying amongst people that are not in the same religion as me. It was very odd for me because um, whatever I, I but i we all had the same um, how higher power belief, and I felt for once I could understand the language that people are talking um, their stories, their struggles. It all was about, it was me. It was exactly me, their, their stories. And I couldn't believe how much I fit in this group. So I continued coming and I really like till this day, like this is like the only thing that's helped me. I, I, I can't express how much this, I'm so grateful um, because I've tried so many things. But before I found OA, um, I, ha- I, ro- I hit rock bottom. And I'm so grateful I hit rock bottom because if I hadn't, like it was around January, if I hadn't hit rock bottom, I don't think I would have been, um, my ears or eyes would be open to, to reading that message on the, on the Facebook and to, to do action to, to change my life. So thank you for, for your sharing
6: So thank you. Hi, everybody. My name's Evangeline, and I'm from Orange County, New York, also. Hi. I Wu and I had a very adventuresome ride up here. Venturesome in the way that we not only had one flat tire, we had two flat tires, and and, uh, by God's grace, we are here today. Very thankful for that. Very thankful for this program, too. So, I've been in OA 41 years this year, and um, I'm so glad to come to. I came because Wu was presenting today, and I'm so glad I did come because, um, you know, every day I'm a newcomer. Every day I only have my abstinence one day at a time, and I certainly don't have 41 years of abstinence. Um, I have nine years of abstinence, and I'm very happy about that right now, Um, but I still need to be reminded every day and what better way than to be in here today and then just remember what it was like getting a first sponsor and calling someone and saying, I can't talk to you right now, and saying, oh, my God, that's it. I'm never doing that again, you know, but just persisting. And by now, I've had quite a number of sponsors, and I just got a new one this year and went through the steps again, and every time I go through the steps, I pick up one other thing, something else that to work on. And um, I was also reminded when you were talking about going up and down the aisles. um, For the past probably 15 years, I've been a vegetarian, and this year I'm trying to do a vegan. But what I realize is that I'm not even in those aisles anymore. I realize that all I do is walk around the perimeter of the stores that I walk up. I don't go in the middle aisles anymore except to, uh, you know, of course, get soap powder and stuff (laughs) like that. But, you know, I'm not in those food aisles anymore, and that's great. So... Again, thank you both.
7: Hi, everybody. I'm Amy. I'm from Long Island, New York. I am a food addict. Hi, Amy. This is a great room. Um, I am a newcomer. I um, came into the rooms in May of this year. I got abstinent the first day I've been abstinent ever since. It's 179 days today. So depending on how you count six months, which is something I have been talking to people a lot about in the past couple of weeks, is it 180 days? Because 30, 60, 90, we do that at the beginning. Is it 182 and a half? Because that's half of 365. Or is it the calendar day? So I've decided I'm going to celebrate six months, all three of those days, um, because it's a big deal for me. Um, I'm so, I have been such an extremist. I've been such an extremist in my life. I look at everything that goes through. I always thought I was like this drama magnet where, you know, like I used to make a joke that it was like the Falcon Crest writers writing my life. Um, without the good clothes. Um, And I realized that that was always about my insanity. Um, And this program has been nothing short of a miracle. I did not have a relationship to a higher power um, before I came here. And I had one of those really miraculous spiritual awakenings. um, Walking... Uh, just as a result of reading and writing through literature very very quickly in program days days in program and I, I that is how much my higher power had been trying to get a hold of me for so long and give me love for so long and I believe that I believe that the universe loves us all so much and bends over backwards to send us those messages of love um it was a real leap of faith, and my fellow newcomers can probably um, attest to sign up for a convention, um, which I had to do so briefly into um, my program, and I'm just so grateful that I did. I'm overflowing with gratitude. Thank you both so much for your shares. I got so much from you. I love every person in this room, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you.
8: Hi, um, my name is Lisa. I'm anorexic. Hi Lisa! Lisa. And I'm from Somers. And I want to thank the speakers. You were both amazing. Um, I I think I'm a newcomer. I've been in the program three years. I thought that was new. Um, I've been abstinent two and a half uh, years. Um, Being anorexic, when I first came in the program, I felt like I didn't belong. Um, but I continued to come I felt like it was hard to get a sponsor for six months I didn't get a sponsor I just went to into the rooms and listened, and I wasn't abstinent but after six months I said let me try let me try this I went on a retreat and that's what started everything and that started me eating and everything and I got a sponsor and that changed everything Um, I call my food into her every day I can't call my food in like the night before because I still have issues with that, but I call and I tell her after what I ate. And I actually started a weigh in measure, which I swore I would never do, but that actually silences the noise in my head because when I eat, being anorexic, I just feel like you're fat, you're disgusting, you're a horrible person, you're so weak and you know, you can't do this and now that I weigh and measure, it actually silences the voices in my head. It's like absolutely amazing. And I've been able to stay abstinent, but I'm, I still have issues, I still struggle, but going to the meetings and being around other people that understand me really helps. So if you're a newcomer, keep coming. Thanks.
9: Hi, I'm Lynn Vanee, I'm from Montreal too.
1: Hello.
9: Hi. I'm in the program since the 14th of March, 2014. So it's going to be almost five years. And so I was like, uh, I'm 45 now, so uh, 40 years old. I went to my first, first meeting in OA. I was 26, and when I, when I sat down there and I saw everybody say, "Hi,," yeah, 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 and like it's a, like, like saying, "Hi, Janet," or I was like, "What the hell's that?" And after that, like, God, oh, what the hell, what the hell's that?" And after that, the woman who was Sharon said, "Oh, it's been seven years I didn't have any chips." And I was like, "What a liar! Because <laughs> my cocaine is chips. When I eat chips or anything that crunches down, I know now, it makes noise. So I don't hear the shit fairy in my head. And I really call her like that. She comes in saying she's so nice and she's going to help me. She's a fairy and she's going to make my whole life nice. And, but uh, it's not true. It is not true. So, what I, I have only one minute. So, um, I just want to let you know if you're new, if you're a newcomer. I'm so happy you're here because it's because of you that I'm staying here, mm. and I really need you because I want to really stay here. And if you're willing to be teachable, even if all the contrary actions that are so unbelievably hard to do are done that's how it works keeping it simple is the key for me um, um, and I just want to let you know when it changed okay because I was willing to do anything I gain weight in OA and but I lost it after but that gain of weight took away all the con this uh, the struggle with the con uh, Uh, what do you say, like a restriction part of my disease. And because I have amnesia from one day to the other, because everything that I just said now, later, I won't remember. And that's why it says all the time, uh, you can't stay clean on yesterday's shower. So I read the book and that changed my life, the big book of, uh, of AA, The Upon Awakening. I don't know the pages in English, sorry. That changed my life, so I hope it's. I hope to see you all next year. Thank you. thank you,
0: thank you all very much. One last thing I wanted to say my name's again Wu. Is one of the things that I found very different in OA from other programs is you have a program called the 12 Step Within, which is which encourages you to keep coming no matter what, and it's to support people who might be having problems when you've been in here. So it's kind of like every day day, we're all newcomers and I really love that about OA I love all of it okay, Uh, the workshop closes an hour it's time, we'd like to thank everybody who attended this workshop and we will now close with the serenity prayer and I'm going to thank everybody for your service and ask you please to leave Okay, and to please pick up the room a little bit before you leave okay And Katie, you did such a terrific job timing. in sh- timing. Would you like to send in the serenity prayer please?
5: God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot
7: change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom, and to, wisdom to know the difference. For it so <laughs> work <Yeah>. to work, you work. I don't work.